On this week's episode of Carolina Sports Talk, we talk a little NFL. We've got some NBA highlights for you, big deal, no thing, and a whole lot more. Let's go! Another all-new episode of Carolina Sports Talk starts now. Can y'all feel that? Can you feel that thing that's oozing out your doggone hands? That thing is beating your doggone chest right now. Can you feel that? Welcome back, welcome back to another episode of Carolina Sports Talk. It's your main man, Big Cliff. As always, thank you for tuning in on your favorite podcast app. Next time, tell your smart speaker, play Carolina Sports Talk. You can hit us up on Facebook and Instagram at Carolina Sports Talk. Or to be a part of the show, you've got two ways. Email us, cliff at carolinasportstalk.net. Or you can hit us up on the Facebook group, Carolina Sports Talk Talks Back. We are excited for another episode. It's new episode Wednesday. So without further ado, I want to welcome in my main man and yours, DJ Highstar. My dog, what's good with it, broski? Yo, what's happening? What's happening? What? <laughs> what? What? What is like? Y'all can't see him, but he's got a face right it. now. What, bro? What? Just a little smirk on my face because shout out to um, Be Easy and the, the DJ Blaze Radio Show, man. But. They had me howling um, on their episode, but they cranked it off with saying um, I wanted to give credit where it was due because I didn't want to just start my my line and say it. But they it's one of my favorite audio clips from TikTok right now. Man, we had a time last night. Man, we had a time last night. Like that's one. Of my- <laughs> but nah, if you haven't got a chance to yet, check out their latest episode. They wilding on there. Um, but I meant to ask you, bro, what's good with you, man? I hear that you uh whooping butt at Top Golf and stuff like that, man. I don't know nothing what's about nothing, on? man. It was uh, a little beginner's luck, a little you know, sports sportsman mentality. I don't know, mamba mentality, whatever you want to call it. But uh, yeah, no, nah, I did get out there and drag competitor boys, in man. you, yeah, exactly. So, that's, but, that's what I heard. But to allude to it, we got to give a special birthday shout out. To my dog, our homie, friend of the show, Patriot Patty, celebrated her birthday this week. Um, that's what we were out there for at the Top Golf, and um, so happy birthday to him. Her, I don't care. I don't Good care. luck. Yeah. So and as it stands, ahead. yeah. So as it stands, I've been to Top Golf only a couple of times, handful, less than like five for, for certain, and that's across the country. Um, but I got out there and, you know what I mean, I was locked in. You know I mean, like the ball just seemed like a size of a basketball. It felt like I was, you know what I mean, flicking it out there a little bit. But I was just making some good connection, getting a little 150 yards. I'm out there getting it to the back of the course and whatnot. And my score for both games just happened to be more than the other five players combined. That was all. A little top golf action. Tiger, Tiger Woods, y'all. But nah, she, right, we had a good time. A, yeah, that's enough kudos. <laughs> Go ahead. Nah, we we uh we had a good time celebrating and shouting out to my dog though. So again, happy birthday to her, man. Yeah. So if yeah, anybody it's else a funny out there, time right now. No, nah, I was about to say if anybody else, yeah, uh, any of our listeners trying to see some top golf or trying to come see your boy, man, y'all pull mm. up on me. Pull up. Oh, so that's a new me. thing for you now. If here's what I got to do, I got to see if I can duplicate that because you know how like when you bowl and you if you let's say you're an average one forty bowler like your boy. 
you that one game where you just locked in, and next thing you know, you got like some two, two fifty, yeah. two thirty. I'd be like, no, yeah, it's, yeah, this, this is a game right here. This it happened literally once in bowling. I'm trying to see if it's like, is this the new norm or is this just a outlier? So we'll see. But go ahead, mm-hmm. what you say? Yeah, no, I was going to say, aside from that, it's just a funny time right now between Leo and Virgo season where it's a lot of different birthdays and stuff like that that's popped up. I know we'll allude to some later, but um, yeah, it's just it's that Leo-Virgo time of the year, man, where it just shifts into the Virgo season seamlessly. People just forget about Leos just like that or whatever. It doesn't. It feels like Leo season is just pre-Virgo season. Like It's just Virgos getting ready like licking their chops and just getting ready for Virgo season to start. It don't even feel like we get that much love in Leo season. But anyways. Don't make it feel bad. Virgos and Libras are just warming up for Scorpios. Leos. Leos. See, see no, what no, I mean? No, 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 no. I said Virgos and Libras. I said what oh. I said. Oh, okay. The ones now and so the next Libras ones. come after Virgo. And, the, and all of them are just warming up for Scorpios. You know what I'm talking about? So at the end of the day, Scorpio season, homecoming season, and I'm saying that Thanksgiving season, you know what I'm saying? I can't even get mad at you right now because we stomping all over Virgo season with that. Literally, everybody you know is. It's like they're, they're, they're the JV of the, uh, <laughs> they're the JV squad of the Zodiac. So shout out to all the Virgos out there. And uh, we appreciate y'all, you know, being a precursor to, to greatness, man. Somebody had to do it. Mm. But without further ado, talking about greatness, man, let's jump into a straight into the NFL, man. I heard some news this weekend that definitely raised an eyebrow. And then once it was confirmed, it was like, and I, I wanted to get your opinion on it, bro. For those of you who may have missed the reports, there is a confirmed now report out there um, that was originally given and presented by Mr. Dana White of the UFC. We all know him to be uh, former intern, former paper boy, go get me coffee to then turn it into the CEO of the company. But, he mentioned before the fight uh, this past weekend that he had brokered a deal to get Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski, uh, Rob Gronkowski Gronk traded to the Las Vegas Raiders. And when I first heard him saying, I was like, he's crazy. But then Gronk confirmed it and said, and you're the one that said it because he gave details saying that, in fact, the deal was ultimately nixed by then coach John Gruden. Chucky. Yeah, so this was this was the 2020 season prior to him going to Tampa Bay, and we all know later on he ended up winning a Super Bowl that very same season for them. How? Whew, let's jump into it, man. What do you feel? What are your thoughts? How should Raiders fans feel to know that they could have had Gronk and Tom Brady? Um, I I mean, I won't really get into like overthink about how Raiders fans should feel about this, <laughs> but I you know. It's a, definitely a fumble, another fumble, no pun intended, by John Gruden. And I start to think, is Tom Brady a, at a Jay-Z level of pettiness to then choose Tampa Bay and win a Super Bowl with them? Like, oh, you don't want me? Cool, I'll go to your, your, your other team. Let's go. Like, is that, you know what I'm saying? Did that have anything to, any kind of... Uh, you know, wow. weight in his decision as far as going there. I mean, everybody at first was like, yeah, it's Florida. Um, you know, the retirement, taxes yeah. and this and that. But, you know, why not Miami or, or something like that? I mean, and it, it, it's just, yeah, it's, it, 
it's that that's funny. That's 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 something that I think about. The main thing I think about with the situation, but it, it's more NFL soap opera stuff, and then the, the whole Dana White thing. And, and there's like, so what? many layers, <laughs> bro. First of all, for Dana White to have the power to even be involved in a football conversation, um, Green makes all the difference at the end of the day, um, and, and he's he's got plenty of it and his influence. Think about it like this. I can remember back when I was a youngster, way back in my day, when UFC wasn't what it is now. It literally used to, you have to watch right. used to have to watch it on like VHS. Like I can remember going to yeah. Blockbuster Video and renting UFC tapes to go and watch UFC 4, <laughs> UFC 5. I don't even know if they're still counting like 277,000 at this point or whatnot, but like it, it's changed and come a long way through the years, but again, for him to have that much weight to be able to affect a decision like that, first of all. Second of all, Tom Brady in the black and silver? Mm. Although I would have loved to have had him there as opposed to in the NFC South, but that's neither here nor there. There's so many different layers, and it got me thinking into the process of even, like, with uh, with your boy up in Cleveland, with Deshaun Watson, and how when he had all these teams that were looking at him and he was looking to make his decision, there was a lot of information that was put out there, but then there was a lot that wasn't. Some of the insiders that I follow and kind of read into it, any one thing can turn the momentum of the entire league. If you look at the Deshaun Watson thing, had Carolina been willing to give him, give him the long-term deal, he would have been a Panther because we were in the consideration. Cleveland was already said, nope, I'm not going there. We're out of the deal. But then over the night when they found out, hey, no, nah, the Panthers aren't doing this, and Cleveland was like, shoot, that's all you want? Bro, we'll give you that. What's up? Boom, the next morning, now he's a Cleveland Brown. It's the small things yeah. that literally pivot. Now, imagine how many things, many different story arcs could have changed had he come to Carolina. Like, where would Baker be? Would your boy in San Francisco still be waiting for a team? Jacoby Brissett, what looks, what does, what does it look like for him? Landry, like there are so many different outliers. And we'll talk about it a little bit more when we get into the NBA. But one superstar's decision affects like a spider web. It's like the multiverse. Like, it just... There's so many outreaching things. It's crazy, man. But mm-hmm. it, it, there's a lot of what ifs and a lot Another of another reason to love sports. Exactly. Other than the gameplay, and I thought about that. Even if with the aesthetic look of the league, I was watching. Um, I want to say it was the Falcons and somebody else. And we know that the league is has matured or or changed and adapted through the years in the gameplay. But even the look, the Jets and the Falcons. Thank you. The jerseys, they don't look like the old Jets and the old Falcons, even from like when I was coming up. And I get it, jerseys changing all that, but it's so reflective of how the NFL has gotten it right through the years and how there are so many different years and generations of fans. And it's one of the problems that college football is having with adjusting to the NIL deal. You got some folks who are, well, that's not my granddaddy's team and we're not da 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 da. Those who fail to adapt and grow to what the new generation wants. I'm going to get left behind, but effective companies are going to be able to assimilate the newer fans while still patronizing the older ones as well. And there's generations of people following these NFL teams. And then, like you said, the storylines that can come from one, one decision are immense. Yeah. It's a great point that you made though. Um, The NBA, how they've adjusted and like, you know how sh- short shorts used to be frowned upon and used to clown John Stockton. Now all of the uniforms are more fitted and stuff like that. And then even to take it a step further, when they started the sponsorships, you had people out here thinking like, 
all right, these jerseys are going to start looking like race cars and stuff like that. You know what I mean? But they've done it tastefully. And, and you, I'm not going to say you barely notice because you'll see, you know, loves on somebody's <laughs> Wish. jersey. Yeah. But still, it, it's like it's like tastefully done, in other words. So you're right, man. Changing with the times. Yeah. And, and I will say this. The ba- basketball has done it the right way because I was when they first announced it, I was worried that they were going to do it closer to like not even race car, but like soccer. There was a there's a soccer jersey out there that somebody was. I forget who I was talking to or where I was. They were like, "What's that?" I was like, "Oh no, that's the, that's the team." Da 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 da. It was like, but it says such and such across the front. Like you could barely see the team name because the sponsor name was so big. But soccer is the biggest game in the world, and so they gonna get their money regardless. But yeah, oh, it's, you got a jeep. You got a jeep jersey. Man, I ain't no jeep was making jerseys. They they out here doing it. Nah, bro. <laughs> But yeah, it's 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 interesting to have the effects on the season and even in here in preseason as we continue on with the Panthers. We've got a couple of moves that have been made that are going to affect us and, and who knows what the long-term uh, effects are going to be. Among them, the Panthers' third-round draft picked quarterback Matt Carroll has been placed on a season-ending IR list for a Liz Frank injury in the New Orleans, excuse me, the New England Patriots preseason game, man. Uh, what are your thoughts on him missing the rest or missing his entire rookie season? Kind of, I mean, not in the sense of him being a rookie, but it seems like deja vu as far as Panthers and Liz Frank. Is there a, mm. is there a Liz Frank curse in the Panthers? You know, uh, is that is that the injury that Cam suffered? It was, but yeah, uh, but his was a, it was not similar actually because Cam had had an injury the year before, didn't nurse it the right way properly. Comes back next year and, and, and goes all the way out for the rest of the year. Can you can you describe that injury a little bit? No, I'm not a like physical <laughs> therapist. I nah, I, I, you're my go-to guy for any kind of random <laughs> trivial question. That I know, you yeah, know. but it's a, it's pretty much a foot injury. Yeah, it's it's a particular bone within the ankles, and I guess I can actually explain. Exactly, <laughs> it's a particular bone uh, in the ankle of the foot. Um, Closer to the foot ankle area that is like apparently a bad one to break or something like that. So not as good. Gotcha. We have to get a, gotcha. a resident physical therapist to come in. Maybe Dr. Andrews can come in, you know, on one of his off days from treating all the superstars. But no, perhaps ultimately I, this one again, talking about the storylines. I don't there was going to be a battle for that third quarterback position because as it stands going into the season, we're going to have to take Sam, Dar- Sam Darnold um, and Barry in the lead. Baker Mayfield's been named the starter, so we know that he will be the starter at least into week one. Now, you factor in the battle, like I was talking about, that's going to be between P.J. Walker and the, the draft pick. It's it's not a thing anymore. So now you don't have P.J. potentially being cut because he looked bad against New England. Um, having the safety, having the, the ball fumbled in the end zone, having multiple sacks, just he was not making good decisions, and he looked rushed. Um, there was going to be a battle on who was going to be that third quarterback. Now we don't have that. And so now he doesn't go someplace else. Who's to say he wouldn't have signed with the Saints on their backup squad or as their practice squad or whomever and somebody else who we played against and would have had an effect. So there's so many different storylines. But ultimately, we wish him much health. I didn't think that he was going to play. Matt was going to play much time this year anyway. Um, but that is a year of development, at least with practicing and being on the field and being around the team that he will not have that opportunity to get. Uh, now, as I mentioned, Baker Mayfield is the starter for the upcoming season. What are your thoughts with um, Baker taking the helm, and what are, what are your projections as far as let's start with just Week One up against Cleveland? Yeah, I mean, I think he'll fare well um, against Cleveland. 
I like the fact that they finally made a decision and a choice um, on that situation. Going back real quick to the Liz Frank uh, injury, because I didn't really get to to give a lot with that, but again, it shaped. It shaped. It seemed as if that shaped a lot of Carolina's, um, I guess, PR and stuff as far as what they wanted released regarding the quarterback competitions and stuff like that. Because to your point, dominoes fell in place. So it was like, all right, this happened. So we're going to clearly keep Sam Darnold. And the fact that we're keeping Sam Darnold, might as well go ahead and name the starter. Um, it's going to be Baker. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. um, I, I see, like, you know, being trying to be more optimistic as the weeks go by. I, I do see us faring well against Cleveland. Um, I think, you know, the defense, it'll be like uh, those Ravens years where – our defense, you know, makes more noise than the than the offense does. And, and I can see that. You've got mail. What, what's this? We've got some mail coming in from Dr. Andrews, the famous uh, surgeon. Oh He's telling us exactly what <laughs> a Liz Frank injury is. It is the type of injury to the bones or ligament um, and the middle part of your foot at the base of the ankle. The Liz Frank, Liz Frank joint, joint injury. There is usually damage to the cartilage covering these bones and the middle region of your foot as, again, heading into the bottom of the ankle. So um, all the planting, moving, walking, anything is affected by that injury. And it's internal, so it's not one of those like, oh, wrap it up and go. It's literally on the inside and requires the surgery for healing. So thank you, Dr. Uh, Andrews, for that uh, interjection of the You couldn't even email. hold it together, but <laughs> That was good production because you got me. I thought that you slipped up and hit the button. You got me. All right. What, what were you What's saying? This? <laughs> I mean, we got to elevate and do different things. You know what right, I'm saying? Get, right. get, get, get the folks some entertainment up out here in these streets, man. But ultimately, I think the defense is going to be the star of this team this year. That's why, I, and I said it as far back as when we, before we traded for Baker Mayfield, and I was going to be fine with Sam Donald because the defense. If they play to the caliper upon which they have the talent and what I think Matt Rule is going to coach them up to be, then it doesn't matter who was going to be back there at the quarterback position. With Baker Mayfield, it does add an, an added dimension, and it gives us a bit better of a chance. But if they play like they can, we won't have any worries regardless. Yeah. The final scores – well, the final score of the game before the last game um, when we played this – who did we play? The Commanders. That first game. Oh, right, right, right. In the Commanders game – it wasn't indicative of the beginning of the game and how we had them, I guess, 20 to six, I want to say, or 20 mm-hmm. to three, one of the two, for the most part of the game, which showed, you know, again, and, and kind of backed their points up, right, of, of what that first unit was able to do uh, through, their, through their reps on the field and stuff like that. So I totally agree. Now, and, and, and here's the crazy part about it. Shaq was not playing in those games. JC was not playing in those games, but I'll tell you who was. We got a rookie, number 47, by the name of Brandon Smith. I saw some highlights, and I had to go back and start watching like some footage on this kid. He's a linebacker out of Penn State. Uh, I want to say fourth-round draft pick, but he got the look. He is flying around to the ball. He's a, he's a ball hawk. He, he gets off blocks really good, 
you mess around to put Shaq on the other side of him, and then we've already talked about our back ends and our and our corners and everything. But like this kid is somebody I'm definitely gonna keep an eye out through the regular season. You've seen him on our social media if you follow us online, and if not, why aren't you at Carolina Sports Talk Facebook and Instagram? But um, I definitely want you guys to keep an eye out on this kid. He is a sneaky quiet candidate for defensive player of the year. I hope he gets the burn and opportunity. I hope he continues to develop. But um, let's keep our eye out on Mr. Uh, Brandon Smith, linebacker out of Penn State. So as we move forward with our NFL coverage for the week, I want to talk a little bit about our fantasy football. You look like you got something you want to say else. Nah, nah, nah. Go ahead. <laughs> fantasy football is in full swing. And as such, the Carolina Sports Talk League is popping. We are full completely we've got a waiting list but i've got some good characters and some good players that are going to be joining us this year we're excited for the team so make sure you t- stay see, tuned and take a look you see what you're the commissioner I or whatever go ahead and say that but you already you're already talking down on us we're characters to you team owners are characters <laughs> not all of you are but you, we got some characters in this league bro like <laughs> We got some personalities. We got some folks who are um, going to make it entertaining to nonetheless. And so as uh, DJ Highstar just stole a thunder, I will not be playing in the <laughs> league this year. <laughs> but I am, in fact, the commissioner. You can just call me Roger Goodell out here for the Carolina Sports Talk League. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm just doing a little TT this year. So I'm actually commissioning over two leagues so in addition to our regular show league we also have the second year our second annual because you know you can't have a first annual and that's inaugural but the second annual carolina sports talk fabulous ladies football fantasy league and um last year it was it was it was an eight team league and they were good they they had some trash talk but there was one team one player that dominated the majority of the season starting the year off 10 and 0 she in fact did go and win that win the uh, entire league this year We've got 12 ladies who um, who are coming to bring the thunder, man. And I'm excited for what they're going to do and provide with that as well. So you guys stay tuned. Make sure you're checking out Carolina Sports Talk every new episode Wednesday to hear what they've got going on. We're going to give you guys, uh, once we lock in their drafts, an opportunity to meet as many of the players as we can um, with both leagues. I don't know if I, I'm that's absolutely not going to do both leagues together, but we will give you some. It's a couple of our favorite players, friends of the show, Patriot Patty. Your man, be easy from the DJ Blaze Radio Show podcast. Um, in the show league, we also just signed newly, uh, well, newly signed uh, team owner, Mr. Jones from the Music Jones podcast, also on the Crux Family Media uh, pods. So, yeah, man, a lot of familiar faces, a lot of familiar names, and um, we're definitely excited to get this thing popping, man. If we, if we see Big Cliff riding around in a G-Wagon or a Range Rover, you know exactly <laughs> where... Your money went to, okay, $30. You know exactly where it went to. Listen, if I could get a G-Wagon with, with 12 people's $30, bro, <laughs> I'm doing leagues every year. Right. <laughs> Listen, so a um, more practical question, though, uh, with the objectivity that you've kind of gotten now, mm-hmm. um, will there be some, like, innovative kind of commissioner-type things as far as, like, policing, um not hoarding free agents but you know some of your typical issues that people have with with uh fantasy leagues like keeping superstars on the bench or tanking a season and things like that like are you are you on the lookout for anything that that are pet peeves of yours when whenever you do participate in the league 
Absolutely. And and I'm glad you asked. I've actually sh- molded and shaped this league in my own image. Uh, so <laughs> it's going to be a larger than life league. Uh, and, and I'll go ahead and give it out. So roster sizes are one of the big key differences than what most may be used to. Uh, we play two quarterbacks in most of the leagues, including this one. Um, and the women's league will be following suit. I've actually aligned the two um, identically this year. So there's two quarterbacks for additional scoring. Uh, each quarterback, rather than where traditional ESPN scoring has for every uh, 25 yards, you get one point. Every 10 yards, similar to rushing and receiving, they will get a point for the quarterbacks. Also, there are two flex positions instead of just the one. I have reduced the extra from the roster sizes from you could previously in what's standard on the ESPN, you can have up to six running backs on your roster at a time, but then you would have people who would just hoard them or try to like, Hey, I got all of them. If you got one, you got to trade me everything that you got that's worth something. None of that is going to be allowed any longer. So the maximum amount of running backs that you can have on a roster has been decreased from six to four. And so you're going to have to be very, very attentive. I, I anticipate that that will mean a lot more folks on the waiver wire. And as such, the waiver wire has changed a little bit differently as well. Well, most of you guys, you're familiar with ESPN, again, platforms and the traditional um, reverse order waiver wire where the person with the lowest uh, standing has the first pick or the first uh, priority with regards to waivers. We've moved to a cash system where you bid now on your waivers. It will reset each week. But based on how much you bid, whomever has the highest bid for that free agent is the individual that will get them. So I anticipate that it's going to take a little bit more skill because it's fantasy football is a game of repetition and skill where you do the same thing over and over and over. With this, it throws in a little bit of a couple of quirks where it's definitely going to be more fun, but it's going to require you being attentive and actually um, paying attention and using some skill to kind of maneuver through this league. So I've definitely made this. An interesting season, to say the least. I don't got nothing, man. I don't got nothing. So, what what are your thoughts, man? What do, uh, how, I guess you, you got nothing, but I'm gonna I'm pull something out. You pause. Oh, with yeah, yo. So, with where you are and what you've heard so far, because you you you're you and now everyone listening are the first ones to hear the full format. Although, if anybody logged on, they would have could have gone and seen. Um, what do you think is going to be the most challenging? for you as an as a league owner or as a team owner in the league to kind of accomplish yeah. your goals. My biggest challenge is every year um it seems like with fantasy is drafting. Um I I I enjoy drafting some some years I I, I enjoy it some years I don't. And um just that just that having your own personal war room. And, you know, I find that <laughs> several different personalities within me that, that go against each other. You know what I mean? Grab this quarterback now. No, get a tight end. No, get it. So, and I like the fact, I think Kyle Pitts throws a, uh, another tight end into the mix as far as being able to grab an athletic tight end that'll get touches throughout the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that opens things up with that. Um, sounds like we're going to have, 400 point games. I mean, I like to. <laughs> you want to maybe like set aside a little trophy money or something like that, or a medallion for the, for the first 300 point game, perhaps, or anything like that. Um, but outside of that is really, I mean, I guess it's nothing 
tough to grasp and understand, but seeing the uh, seeing in practice this whole waiver wire thing and the free agent thing, how it works, a lot of times I don't get it until I'm trying to pick up DK Metcalf because he's coming back from, you know, God forbid or whatever, knock on wood, if you will. But he's coming back from injury and I'm trying to get DK Metcalf, but it doesn't go through for whatever reason. Right. I'm like, you know what I mean? And so from what you've explained, it's cool. It's not our own cash that we're bidding, I'm assuming. No, 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 no. <laughs> right. No, it's like a point system um, within gotcha. the, yeah. But along those lines, we will have prop bets through the, throughout the season that I'll be announcing both on air and with the squad as well. So if everybody wants to put in $5 in a pot and whomever scores the most that week, we can do that like that. Or if folks want to do head-to-heads, or I myself will be offering up certain swag as incentives throughout the throughout the league throughout the year for um oh, to keep man. it interesting because i i hate yeah. when we get to like week nine ten and some and folks have forgotten start. to yeah forgot to set rosters or hadn't logged in or just you know what i mean and so to keep it interesting and keep everyone involved i will be doing certain things to um avoid some of those instances and if in if there are individuals who aren't participating then you know we'll take care of those throughout that time as well mm. straight like Roger. that Roger Baddell. (laughs) (laughs) No, I like that. I like that. So needless to say, this is going to be possibly one of the best fantasy football seasons to come. Um, For me to have the ability to affect the league and and to, like I said, make it what I want it to be and and, and what I think a fantasy league should be, I think is going to be a lot of fun. It's harder to do a lot of those things when you have a team because you're focused on trying to win. All I'm trying to do now is increase and enhance the gameplay for everybody involved and all the folks that's in there. And so um, we're definitely going to see some some good things popping off on, on that, man. So One thing I love about fantasy is it makes that fourth quarter of the year fly by. Like, because mm-hmm. those weeks, your weeks just, you got something, like I mentioned it the other week, you, you got something to look forward to pretty much every day of the week. You know, if you're not setting your roster, you're watching somebody on your team play and, and clocking them, making sure that they're picking up points for you and stuff like that. So definitely. Now, one thing I'm going to do before we transition to the NBA, I want to give a, a free piece of advice to all of my fantasy footballers out there. If you are looking to win your league, it starts with your draft. Many of us have game plans on saying, Oh, I'm starting off with a running back and then I'm going to take first two rounds running back second rounds. I'm going to do wide receivers. The years that I've won at this point, now nine different leagues. Um, the years that I've won, the, every one of those teams drafted for value. The The one that stands out to me the most is when I drafted uh, Dak Prescott. His rookie season, his first year. I, was it his rookie year? Yeah. Little known commodity. He was a draft, the first, like a third, fourth round draft pick or whatever. But I got him in like the ninth round. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and take Jack. I'm going to go ahead and take Dak. Why not? And then he ends up becoming the starter and getting a bunch of points for me that year. The value of getting fines and steals in the later rounds, like if you look at quarterbacks, there are a bunch of great quarterbacks. So when in the third round, when somebody goes and steals Patrick Mahomes, don't fret, don't feel rushed like you got to go and get a quarterback. With the tight ends, if you're not one of the first three people to get a tight end, let it ride. Just wait until it yeah. run. And and with that, you can stream through the year and find whomever has favorable matchups, those types of things. I'm and I'm honestly at this point in life, I'm really highly considering in my in the leagues that I am like drafting, not even drafting a kicker. 
because there are going to be good kickers or even great kickers that are going to be on a waiver wire week nine. I'm not wasting a draft pick on that. And so some of those things like that, or I've got to fill my team or, oh, well, my roster looks like this. I got to, I'm drafting for value exclusively. So whomever, almost best player available, if that means that in mm-hmm. some instances I may have three in a row with running backs, then that means that's somebody that's I'm going to have, especially with two uh, flex positions, I can plug in and have high points, or it may be something I can use as a trade uh, off the, um, some trade bait for later on. But I'm absolutely drafting for value this year as opposed to just going in with a set. Oh, I've got to get, as you mentioned, your DK Metcalfs or Christian McCaffrey's. Or I'm drafting for value. Whomever's the best available in in, in in a line with what I've got going on, that's where I'm going this year. I mean, and you're going to take into consideration, I'm assuming, the uh, surrounding headlines and stuff with, with their respective teams and stuff like that, right? I mean, I don't think that you would just exclude I understand you're looking for best available but mm-hmm. say for instance you know Atlanta all of a sudden needs a quarterback or something last minute and you're looking at Kyle Pitts right there as best available it's like would you take that stuff into consideration oh you know they're they're starting their second string quarterback for the first four weeks or whatever like that or things yeah, like that yes to an extent last year the New York Jets had abysmal quarterback play the entire year and they finished with two wide receivers in the top 50 with regards to points players are going to play and ballers are going to ball although there are some like you said that are a bit more like if Patrick Mahomes goes down the team is going to feel some instances of uh, a regression but Kelsey is going to get his regardless of who's back there throwing the ball right and so so it, it is something that's taken into consideration but it's also from a larger scope of who is the player and again what is their value at this draft position so if yeah. kelsey if we're look, if we're talking about kelsey being the best available and it's a second round pick for me then that's something to consider cuz it's like is that value there for him in the second round um now if if i'm drafting in the fourth round and travis kelsey is there now i've got some decisions to make because that's a little bit more like okay he himself is a tight end, but he brings more of a wide receiver value. And so I could be essentially looking at a wide receiver one in the fourth round, especially with whomever else has been gone at that point. Then mm-hmm. that's that's what I mean more closely with regards to the the value of that. And so, yeah, I'm absolutely going to take those things into consideration. But ballers are going to ball and yeah. the value quick, itself is there. Quick fantasy uh, story following yours up with regards to Dak. A couple years ago when I won uh, my league. Um, that my, my best friend kind of commissions or or does his thing as far as managing. Uh, got Josh Allen late. Mm. And I think it might have been his rookie year. And um, through the first like three or four weeks, I forget who else I had as quarterback, but I was looking at the points. I'm like, yo, dude is putting up numbers. He's doing some work. <laughs> Put him in the starting, starting slot and never looked back. And Road pause, rode him all the way through the playoffs uh-huh. to the to the championship, and and you know what I mean, and and again, he just never dropped off that year. Like it was amazing. And see, it and was an amazing find, and that's what I'm talking about the value. Because had you gotten him in, let's say the first round, whomever you selected in the first round would not have been there 
because the next person would have said, oh, well, let me go and get him. But because you wait for certain players, you get the good ones early, and then you find that value. You find somebody who can produce and give you that in a slot where other people are drafting. Uh, your, your, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to call nobody this. But some of the players who may not perform as well, but you get somebody who does, now you've got that much more, and, and, and your team is able to perform better. And that's what I mean by value. So it's, it, it yeah. definitely comes down to, to strategy. You have some folks who mess it up often. But when I'm in leagues with, and, and, and no offense, uh, <laughs> when I'm in leagues with people who draft their favorite player every year in the first, like, oh, I got to take my quarterback in the first round. That's dumb. He'll be yeah. there. Let him ride. You could have him and somebody else if you just strategically. Matter of fact, don't even do it. Y'all keep doing what y'all doing. I was about to Let say, me be great. <laughs> there was one year um, dudes had, I want to say Cam, mm. Jonathan Stewart, D'Angelo, uh-huh. our uh-huh. wide receiver. It's like, uh-huh. bruh, so you're trying to make the, you're just trying to duplicate the Panthers. Right. What are you going to do week eight on our bye week or whatever? Like, be that? lost. Like, lost without you. <laughs> yeah, it's, def- it's, it's again, strategy and value, man. So shout out to all of my fantasy footballers out there. As a matter of fact, we shared a couple with you guys. Hit us up on Carolina Sports Talk line. Cliff at carolinasportstalk.net. Tell us your favorite fantasy football stories. It could be a horror story, an auto draft story, whatever it is. Hit us up and let us know what's going on. But as we move forward, the NBA is back in the headlines because, you know, they wouldn't be the NBA without trying to get some headlines in the offseason, man. Step on the NFL's preseason. Try to. Try. And and they almost succeeded with this, KD, but it was seemed like um, much ado about nothing uh, or much KD about nothing, if you would. Um, after all of the many weeks of speculation, Kevin Durant has agreed to stay a member of the Brooklyn Nets. Um, I, I've got my thoughts on it, but I want to reach you know out what to happened, you. Right? I got my thoughts about it, but I want to reach out to you and but see you, what you think about it. But you know what happened? though? I believe I know what happened. <laughs> they gave him a Snickers. And it was like, yo. You're not yourself normally. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> you laugh. I'm you here all week. I'm here all it. week, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so what in reality happened, and I believe the owner said, hey, listen, hey, that's a long bunch of crickets. Mm-hmm, little church, yeah. um, right. So they said, listen. We understand that you, you, you're demanding this trade and you're demanding that we get rid of the coach or you. You're under contract. And if you look around the league, where are you going to go and be in a better position than you are here? With him, with Kyrie, with a healthy big Ben Simmons, big Simmons, Ben Simmons, it's a big asterisk if he's healthy or not, but with him healthy and the depth that they have on their bench of role players, where is he going to go to a better position? Like, especially what it's going to take for a team to get him. We've heard the Bostons. We've heard Memphis being floated out there. We heard Golden State as a, a possible destination. All of those are good fits, but with what it would take to get him there, the teams would be depleted. And they'd be basically exactly. where the Lakers are in trying to have your big three and then, well, big two and a half, and then trying to fill the roster out around them. And, and that's not a situation that's ideal. So all things considered, it was... I believe in his best interest. And, and I want to give you props and shout out because you were one of the first ones to say that you thought he was going to uh, stay there and, and be right there. So 
Shout out to High Star. But it appears that he will be playing this ball right there in Brooklyn next year. So what are your thoughts on the whole KD situation? Like, you know, to your point, we we saw this come in a mile away. Um, he didn't get his way. You know what I mean? It was credit to Joe Psy. Um, mm-hmm. I don't like giving credit to Skip, but I do uh, <laughs> allude to them whenever I'm listening to them and stuff like that. And he gave Joe Psy his props as well. Just made a great point that that he withstood all of the press and all of this stuff where a lot of owners would have caved one way or the other. Oh, you want to trade? Okay, we're going to give it to you. Or oh, this is what you want? You want us to get rid of Steve Nash? All right, look, I can, I can do it. No, no, no. We're going to work this out. We're going to go, you know, to Nobu or uh, Mr. Chow's and have dinner. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And talk about this. What, what's really grinding your gears, Kevin? You know what I mean? Right. You, you still a little bit salty because Boston locked you up and had a good defensive game plan against you. And Swept you didn't have nobody to get the ball to. Or are you upset about this Kyrie thing that's going on? Look, we didn't, we, we couldn't, uh, we, we, Practically, out of practicality, we can offer him a long-term deal from what, you know what I mean, his sample size of, of what he's shown us being in it. Exactly. So, it's, it's, you know what I'm saying? I don't get, I'm not, although I don't, although I don't frown upon nothing that, uh, none of Kyrie's decision-making, I don't um, frown upon the Nets organization for how they're handling his money and his contractual stuff. I, I don't, I don't look down on that at all because it is what it is pretty much. Like, you know what I'm saying? It has to go down the way that it's going down or whatever like that. So um, overall, like I said, it was something that we saw coming. I'm glad that there's some finality to this because there's nothing worse than waking up either on YouTube or on Twitter. Um, sometimes IG, even the big bold headline, Kevin Durant to golden state. If this and this and this and this happen, or whatever like that, NBA insider says reports. Yeah, get right. Um, there's talks of all right. Then, like you said, if Kevin Durant sat back and really thought about it, it's like all right, I can go to my destination, but what am I going to be left with once mm-hmm. I get there? Like, and ultimately, I don't know if we should be thanking this guy, but. Rudy Gobert and his and his team, as far as his representation, <laughs> he set the standard this uh, season, kind of to your point earlier, and there was just a butterfly effect or like mm-hmm. a whole uh, Marvel multiverse type of thing going on, and he just chilling right now, popping that popcorn like, in, yes, in the cut. Like what? Somebody said my name. Yeah, listen, it's going to be some serious buyer's remorse out of a lot of teams after this season, bro. I can feel it. Like, the price that they've paid for a lot of these free agents this year, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. So, um, definitely want to keep an eye out on it because a lot of these cats, they, 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 they may play one, two years into these contracts and fall off, drop off. Um, your boy Harden in Philly looks bad. I don't know if you've seen pictures of him recently. Harden's mm-hmm. in the best shape of his life. It looks like somebody like photoshopped the head, uh, James Harden's head, onto Childish Gambino's body from the "This Is America" video. <laughs> and like, I'm not certain. I'm certain Philly is like in their front office looking at that and being like, "Yo, what did we just do, bro?" 
Uh, and so, like, I, I wish them, I wish them luck. But there's definitely going to be some big buyer's remorse. Uh, one team that doesn't seem to be having any remorse is the Miami Heat in welcoming Udonis Haslam for his twentieth season in the NBA. What are your thoughts on Udonis Haslam coming back for year twenty? Shout out, man. That's 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 big. Um, I mean, LeBron's doing the same, and we're not making a big fuss about it. But so we're equating Udonis Haslam's gameplay with LeBron now. No, I'm not equating Udonis Haslam's game with LeBron. <laughs> but again, there the fact the tenure and the things that you know you're able to keep a job for 20 years. <clears throat> lit, that Max. that's that that is lit. I can. Like the only thing that I see in my head is the um, the image of him like uh, walking down the <laughs> walking down the uh, the tunnel type thing or whatever after like the lost. hallway, <laughs> frustrated and just dejected <laughs> after the loss. Like, oh man, we laid it all on the like line he, out there, right? Like he was the one that took the shot and all of that. You know what I'm saying? But I mean. You know, look, you got your Iguodala's of the world as well. You mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. man, I mean, just shout out to you, Donis. You don't see, I don't know, we don't know how much activity he'll have, but um, when you're a leader like that, um, your value a lot of times is more off of the court than it is on the court with your teams. And, and honestly, I, I'm, I'm teasing and picking, but this, this is 1000% that for me. It's, hey, I can still run a little bit, so uh, I'm going to stay on this player side, but I'm like a player coach. Like, I see him more on the sidelines for the morale purposes, for the leadership purpose, for the experience purpose, to be able just to be somebody in that, to be a granddad for the the locker room for a bunch of those young boys. And he's a settling force that clearly the Miami Heat are content with having still on the bench in one way, shape, or form. So, like you said, shout out to bro, man, for 20 years in the league, still rocking, and uh, hopefully... He didn't hang his head down too low too many more times after losses by the Miami. Oh, man. <laughs> well, at this time, it is time for Big Deal No Thing. That's a big deal. Nah, that ain't no thing. You know the segment we give you headlines in the sports and tell you whether it's a big deal or no thing. So, first up, the U.S. government is strongly discouraging Dennis Rodman from traveling to Russia to help release Brittany Griner. Big deal or no thing? Um... Is all right. Uh, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say it's no, no thing. No nah, thing. That ain't no thing. I'm going the other way. That's a big deal. Before you go, for those of you who may not, who may have missed it, Yadonis uh, Haslam had. Excuse me, Yadonis Haslam. Uh, <laughs> Dennis Rodman has decided that he is no longer waiting for the U.S. government. He is going to Russia himself to be able to help negotiate the release of Brittany Griner. Uh, we know that she has been um, sentenced now for to nine years in jail. She is in the appeals process. The U.S. government has been in back-channel negotiations trying to uh, negotiate her release. It's not yet happened. But Dennis said, you know what? I did so good with that Vietnam thing. Let me go see what I can North do over Korea. here. Excuse me. With that North Korea thing. Let me go. And I started to say, I knew. I was like, North Korean, North Korean thing. Let me go ahead and see if, see if I can get my girl out of here. I saw one meme. That I'm not sure if it was true or not. I'd never verified the source, but it was hilarious. That not only was he going, but that he was taking Mike Tyson. And uh, who's the other person? Um, 
somebody else who be on a bunch of weed too. He was taking them with him. And basically the, the caption said, yeah, ain't none of them coming back. <laughs> that is funny. So that being said, uh, why do you say it's no thing? Uh, it's Dennis, like Dennis Rodman being Dennis Rodman, but it was for the nature of the question itself. The fact that it, um, or, or of the nature of the big deal, no thing itself, where it was saying the U.S. government. So with I think they got, you know, some things in place again where they they got this appeals process going on. And out of nowhere, he's like, yo, yeah, Vlad, Vlad, Vlad's my homeboy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I talk to Vlad all the time. I mean, I'm going to just take care of this thing or whatever like that. It's just, uh, you know what I mean? I, I just felt particularly that it's no thing like uh for the u.s to be like yo man nah relax yo like <laughs> i don't think you should do that or whatever like that chill out hey yo, you do us a favor and hey, you'll sit out <laughs> <laughs> right here's why i say it's a big deal this has the potential to do one of two things go terribly wrong or go incredibly right because i can literally see the headlines Basketball legend Dennis Rodman locked up in the cell next to Brittany Griner for the same thing. (laughs) But I can also see Dennis Rodman getting on a plane with Brittany Griner at his back, bro. Like, it's just that crazy that he could do it. Like, him and Trump and all of his homeboys and Putin and like, he might be like, yo, man, y'all tripping. Come on, come on, let's smoke this weed and y'all quit playing and come on, do this thing. And he'd be like, you know what? Ah, bad, Dennis, man. We'll go ahead, man. They, they got to do something for us, man. Listen, I'll get you bull season tickets, man. Y'all y'all just go ahead, man. Come on. You can get your sleeper cell in the United States to go ahead and go to the game. I, I, I let, let me let me take her with me. <sighs> man, y'all boy, go get Britney real quick, man. Dennis finna take her. What? Man, go get Britney, man. Get out of my face. Like, I can see it going horribly wrong or incredibly right. Either way, bro. Like, that's why I say it's a big deal because it's, I mean... It's Big Dan, man. Like, <laughs> either yeah. way. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I hear your points, but it's it's just hilarious, man. I, I The fact, whatever he, whenever he's in a headline and stuff like that, and it's as random as it is, it's just incredibly funny to me. And see, the thing for me is the fact that what you just said, random. This is the man that married himself. Like, this is the guy that was dating, Lebr- like, LeBron, uh, dating Madonna. Like, this dude is the epitome of random. So, huh, it will remain to be seen. Next up on Big Deal No Thing, USC receiver Jordan Addison signs NIL deal with United Airlines. Estimation of upwards of $9 million. Big deal, no thing. Uh, big deal. That's a big deal. It's a huge deal. That's a big deal. For those of you who may not know, Jordan Addison is the wide receiver who was the Bolitnikoff Award winner last year, winning that award at the University of Pittsburgh, who was the ACC champ last year, and then transferred immediately his next year to go play at USC with first year Head coach Lincoln Riley, along with the transfer quarterback Caleb Williams. So, big deal for you. Why you say, bro? Um, just the 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 figures itself. You know, it reminds me of um, 
musicians like rappers and singers, R&B singers, where they're able to get uh, a deal with a fast food restaurant or some kind of endorsement on the side. Like this is teaching these kids that there's money outside of the sport. Um, nothing. I don't know. Again, it's just a. It's just, it feels like it's precedent setting every time you hear these numbers, and you. I don't know if it takes away pressure at the next level because you got grown men that are literally trying to just feed their family off of their NFL checks and, you know, every play pretty much fighting for their, for their family and stuff, Mm -hmm. or if it makes the game funner and it'll put out a better product on the field because there's guys that's not so worried about the paycheck and just, you know what I mean? And just looking to the play. So I don't know how that'll fare out. Um, and play out rather, but it's uh, definitely a big deal because because the the money just simply the money that they'll be making. And one one other thing that I want to say real quick is whenever I start to hear now, um, like these figures, mm-hmm. whether it's NBA, um, NFL, anything like that, especially with these NI now NIL deals that are exceeding millions of dollars, I always just cut the number in half, bro. Really? Because nobody thinks about taxes. Tax that that tax bracket at that point is like forty percent, uh, pretty much, or thirty eight percent. So you know, just in my pocket watch, my pocket watching state of mind, I just cut it in <laughs> half and be like, "Oh, cool, dog, dog just made one hundred and twenty million dollars." You know, when their contract says this gargantuan number, two hundred and four right. million for five years. Like, oh, okay, they made a hundred million over five years. Over oh, five years. Here's my thing. They're getting that bread. There's so many Thanks. layers to this. Talking about, we talked about earlier with the NFL and the storylines. NIL has effectively com- created free agency for the college football game. Because if you consider that the transfer portal has been reduced now to anybody can transfer anytime and anywhere. Whomever has the most of money, it's a, it's a, a free agent market without a salary cap. Yeah. Because they, they can pay these players whatever they want and, and they're, and they're going to come. And so if you look at just USC right now, USC last year had a, a promising season. They were on the upswing and they said, you know what? We're going to get this chip. Let's get it. And they bring in Lincoln Riley from Oklahoma. He brings in his quarterback with him. And now he's got all of these transfers. I think I saw one report that said they have up to like 30 transfers this year. So they've got players from all across the country who were, and all by all reports, the best and are really great at wherever they were. And now it's like, yo, let's go get this chip real quick. Mm-hmm. So re- and that's because all of the money that is there in LA is ridiculous. Facts. And so that's for me for this. Yeah. He signs this deal and it's okay. United airlines, he'll be doing like online sub spots and some social media um, advertising for them. You just paid this man, basically his $9 million free agent contract to come and play ball at USC. It does nothing but increases his visibility and his draft stock. And like I mentioned, it's a capless free agent market. And that's essentially what college football has become. And a lot of people aren't happy with it. I was about to say, your boy should have been barking at uh, Lincoln Riley instead of barking at um, Prime. But Nick same. Yeah, exactly. And, and But he, when I, excuse me, when I first saw this, I was like, yo, he just mad because everybody can do what he's been doing always. But essentially, now he's mad that everybody can do what he had to do under the cover. They can just do out in the open. And so, yeah, I'd be a little salty about that, too. (laughs) For 20 plus years, I've had to sneak and tiptoe and creep around to do these things. 
And now y'all just blatantly doing out in the open. And and so he's lost his advantage essentially at this point. Yeah, he mad. He big right. mad. You big mad. You want to uh, auger. Like <laughs> he can't uh, just give his um quarterback recruit um a Camaro from his local car lot and right. be like Right. You can drive this you around I mean? while you're here. Right. You know what I'm saying? Nah, this cat is getting paid out here in these streets. But I do believe that it's going to center at some point because we we, we went from oh man, y'all are taking advantage of these kids. Y'all are taking advantage of these kids. No, y'all gotta pay these kids, da 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 to I got money. Lots and lots of money. Like to, it's just a wild, wild west at this point, bro. Like mm-hmm. it's 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 a little too much. And this is coming from a guy who likes a lot. Like I enjoy it. I, I like that at any given change, at any given moment, the game can change, the landscape can alter and shift. We look at even with conference alignment, as the SEC is getting ready to be what it is, the Big Twelve what it is. ACC looks like it's getting ready to try to make some moves as well. And so, as we look at college football as a whole, it can be shifted and changed at any second. But I do agree that there needs to be some regulations so that the kids don't ultimately start getting taken advantage of. Because when you give a college kid that much money, there are going to be some repercussions. We've seen it with pros, specifically in basketball. Kids used to leave, go to the high school, go from high school to the pros. Man, I got these millions of dollars. Hey, man, hey, cuz you want $100,000? Huh, huh? Hey, go $100,000. Hey, auntie, you say you need 17 new houses? I got you. Right. It, 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 there has to be some some things put in place that are going to allow these students to be put in the best positions and success not only on the field, but off as well with the, regards to the management. But, man, it's it's a wild time in college football right now, man. Uh, listen, uh, two words that I'm going to say. Uh, well, four words. Miami Hurricanes and never forget. Mm. Right? They was wilding in the 80s with all of the cocaine money running around Miami, Florida. And, um, and you know, the boosters and, and things like that. But uh, like I said, these even when it's legal money, you're still dealing with uh, dealing with essentially with children. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. <laughs> young that's adults, all the key to that, adults. right? Exactly. Great, great term. Young adults. You know who got to be the the most upset about all this nil thing? The SMU Mustangs. They received the Indeed. death penalty, right? For exactly what everybody else get to do out in the open now. If I was SMU, I'd be like, hey, look, Hip Cub, y'all need to retroactively go back right. <laughs> and find a way to get me some somebody, some something, because they were riding high. They were the pinnacle program because they were doing literally exactly what everyone else is doing out in the open now. And I get it yeah. that it wasn't legal, it wasn't legal then, but it's like, yo, if y'all was just going to turn, like, like when weed becomes legal, there's going to be a lot of folks in jail who got to I get let out. I was about to say that, right. And the population of the prisons is going to go down simply by that because it's inevitable at this time. At this point, I see where marijuana will be legalized. The biggest argument was for a long time they could not tax They could not tax it, and without that taxation, they did not want to approve it. It's this and it's that, and now they see how they can make the money off. It's like maybe it's not so bad. So um, yeah, SMU got, <laughs> and they legitimately have an argument with that. But ultimately, right. for the sport, I love it. I'm, I'm I'm enjoying it. I'm interested to see how it changes. We've we've heard arguments and discussions about the Big Five wanting to separate. Ultimately, even if the Big Five pulls away, they're still going to have a lot of the same issues that they have now. 
without one regulating body, because the NCAA itself can't regulate this. They, they, they don't have the enforcement power. You can make a rule. Anybody can make a rule, but without the ability to enforce the rule, right? the rule itself means nothing. And so the NCAA is like, hey, y'all can't do this. Y'all can't do this. And then the federal court said, no, yeah, actually they can. Okay, so uh, so now they're just kind of stuck. Even if the Power Five pulls away, they still will have to put in some type of something, some governing body that's going to to align and govern them, and then have to give them the power to enforce the rules. If they don't do so, they're going to be back where they are now, crying about they're not being that higher authority or whatever, whatever the case may be. And so again, there's a lot more that's going to change before this is said and done. Um, first, first, just for fun, what you have to pick something, but what would, what would you say is going to be the first NIL, um, deal done South Carolina state athlete? They've, they've already got some actually. Okay. (laughs) I see where you're going. You see where I'm going with this. Yeah. The the Chevy dealership actually has already. Okay. Dodgers chicken. You know what the the Bojangles the, the, the <laughs> Myrtle Stop USA. <laughs> Listen now, I'm gonna tell you what would be. You know what, Carolina Sports Talk out of sport out of uh, sponsor a Claflin athlete. Hmm, let's talk about that off air a little bit. Claflin University, if you're looking for some NIL deals for any of your athletes, go and hit us up on the Carolina Sports Talk line, Cliff at CarolinaSportsTalk.net. Let's see if we can make something shake, make something happen. Uh, along those lines, that kind of leads me into my next point man we've we've had the opportunity recently to um, be out in the community to observe some high school sports um, namely the high school football game over at butler high school and we definitely want to give a shout out to them winning their week one matchup against west charlotte by a score of 27 to nothing um butler high school looks the part this year they, they've got a running back who is playing uh, also playing linebacker he recorded two sacks and interception, three touchdowns, um, and I think he had over 100 yards rushing as well. The, the young man is an athlete. The squad looks good. and um, So I definitely wanted to give a shout-out to Butler High School. Something, something about Friday Night Lights, man. Man, it's exciting, man. I had the opportunity to be in the booth and uh, to spot for the announcer, uh, one of our good brothers, Mr. Jermaine Gamble. So shout-out to Bruh as well. Thank you for inviting me out there. If any of you good, any of your listeners have your athletics, your high school football, and you want to see Carolina Sports Talk out at your games, hit us up, Carolina Sports Talk line, Cliff at CarolinaSportsTalk.net. Let us know. We would love to come out myself and or High Star. We'll be, be able to come out, bring some sports swag, some sports talk swag, meet with your players, maybe get some interviews of them as well. So we're excited and looking forward to being able to come out there in the community and be a part of that. Um, one other thing I wanted to talk about um, before we get out of here, um, I saw a, a, a post on social media that kind of a lot of people were reacting to, and I wanted to get your reaction. There was a young man at the Little League World Series sitting with his teammates, and it, boys being boys, they they were just picking, playing, going back and forth. But these young men decided to um, fill the the boy's hair with cotton. Um, it was a young black boy. His teammates were all, the other rest of them were white. Um, they started what looked like a stuffed animal. I'm not, again, boys are boys and they do some dumb stuff. They started put, like they tore the stuffed animal in half and just started pulling the cotton out and then picking it and putting it in his hair. The announcers, the little leaguers being little leaguers didn't think anything of it, but there was a lot of folks outraged by it. 
What are your thoughts on the Little Leaguers stuffing their black teammates' hair with cotton? Uh, you know, just this is a, a woke community. Don't get mad at Rome warning here. But um, <laughs> I it's not that I didn't see anything wrong with it. I wasn't alarmed or thrown off when I did see it happen for a few reasons. Um, first, like the black kid on the... The black kid on the all-white team is always a thing where they are uh, not spotlighted, but they're like the, oh, Tremaine, mom, Tremaine's coming. Can he get a ride? And you know what I mean? They're always the the center of attention, for lack of better words. But the I'm giving grace for the kids being kids in the sense of, I don't know what the conversation was that started that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Hey, um, let's see if we can get on like, TV. <laughs> nah, it was, you know, it might have been like, we want to make him look like Colonel Sanders or, you know what I mean? Or, you know what I mean? Just, what do you look like as an old man? Any- it reminds me of like, again, not parents, because I don't excuse them, but it reminds me of kids, maybe white kids throwing black powder or something, I don't know, on their face and being like, I'm, I'm Michael Jordan or whatever like that. Or, you know what I'm saying? It, and I don't know the context of, of what, it, what started it, but I'm not outraged as most, right. in other words. I 1,000% agree. Having watched the video itself, um, the young man was laughing, smiling along with his teammates. It, to me, it looked like they were being nutty kids, just being jokey and goofy, and at some point, they were like, yo, let's see if we can get on TV. And they just started putting stuff. And, and they saw so, because they were like looking up at the camera and laughing and just putting it on. And he was looking and laughing. I don't have a problem with it to the extent, like you said, that they're kids and they're playing. I don't think that it was anything intentional. They're young men at the Little League World Series waiting on their game and are just having finished their game. But they're sitting in the stands. It was during a rain delay. So even more so, they were bored out of their minds. Mm-hmm. It's like. They're kids, man. Come on now. Everything ain't got to be, oh, they were trying to make an epithet to all of the, yo, relax, bro. They First of all, they, they ripped open a stuffed animal it, or it probably fell, ripped, whatever. And, and just kids being kids, man. I have no problem with it. Anybody that's being extra, yo, take a chill pill, bro. Like be a good human, man. It's, it does not, it's not necessary to assume the worst in every instance. And then I think this one was one that Agreed. people just wanted to be fake mad for nothing. Like, Relax, simmer down. So shout out to the little leaguers, man. Kids being kids. Parents be parents. Let the kids be kids, man. But um, before we get out of here, bro, I do want to take a, a, a moment um, to recognize a legend, man. Gone too soon. Happy birthday, uh, 823, Kobe, Bean Bryant, man. The legend. We miss him daily, man. I, I see interviews. I, I went and rewatched the All the Smoke interview, the last televised interview that Kobe did, bro. And, um, between all of the work that he was putting in with the WNBA, with Gigi and her squad, and there's no doubt in my mind I could have seen Kobe Bryant as the commissioner of the WNBA. WNBA. I, I think I might have said that. Well, go ahead. I'm sorry to, to and, jump in there. But, yeah, that's how strongly I felt as well. Yeah, and I watched when, when, when watching the, um, the uh, Sabrina Nuesco last night when her team was taking on the Chicago Sky. Um, the Liberty versus Sky, I, they just kept talking about her relationships with him and, and, and how many interactions he's had with so many different players. 
it's a life cut down too short, man. And and so we just want to take this moment to celebrate all of his accomplishments and the life and the eight other lives that were lost when he passed away. But happy birthday, Kobe, man. R.I.P. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, we missed absolutely. That and I think one of the divine things is the fact the day after his birthday, you know, is still kind of a Kobe day with the eight and the twenty four mm-hmm. or whatever like that. But no, I, I totally agree with you as far as um, him being one of the leaders as far as really, really being a fan of women's basketball from the, of course, the level that Gigi and them was at where he's coaching teams, but all the way up through college and the pros, him, Kyrie, KD, they, you know, I, I, and it's not that it can't happen still, but I saw from that interview and from some of his later interviews that a coalition could be formed to where, you know, they say LeBron's uh, salary is more than the WNBA's combined or something like that, like, uh, or some some crazy stat like along those lines. But mm-hmm. um, I could totally have seen them making an effort to bring some equity to the WNBA. Um, and like I said, it's still I still could see it, but he was definitely one of their biggest cheerleaders and uh, in all sense of the words and, and championing the uh women's the sport of women's basketball in general and they can still do it they can raise money they can donate their own these guys can get together and if they want to do the kobe bryant all wnba team where if you Mm -hmm. make the first second or third you get some extra incentive about like there's still ways to contribute and and to enhance the game and honestly that game last night was fire we'll talk about it a little bit more next week and get into the wnba playoffs along with the lakers um Legacy documentary. Legacy on documentary on, um, on Hulu. Hulu, yeah. I, I've heard a lot of good things about it. I know you mentioned it. It's something that you definitely wanted to get into it, and we'll, we'll, we'll dig in a little bit more with that next week. But there's so much more that folks can be doing, and I think they ought to be, and I won't be surprised when they get it done and knock it out. So shout out to those carrying on the legacy of Kobe Bryant. Well, dog, anything you want to holler at the people before we get out of here, man? Uh, uh, nah, nah, man. I uh, just... Shout out to the people. I got a nothing you want to invite um, them to and tell them they can't come. I would say unin or not in non invite yeah. them to. I do have a gig coming up this week, this Saturday. Um, it's going to be in Great Court, South Carolina. Um, you know, outside of Lawrence or whatnot. So what private what are event? You talking about man, y'all are definitely not invited. I guess <laughs> you know what I mean. But shout out to Great Court and Fountain Inn and all those little. Country. Nooks and crannies, yeah, yeah, yeah. out there over Little there. Stop in, sign, um, stop Shout out to them boys. Well, without further ado, we appreciate you tuning in as always on your favorite podcast app. Next time, tell your smart speaker, play Carolina Sports Talk. You can hit us up on Facebook or Instagram at Carolina Sports Talk, or to be a part of the show, hit us up on the Carolina Sports Talk line, Cliff at Carolina Sports Talk.net, the Facebook group, Carolina Sports Talk Talks Back. And until next time, we are out of here. Peace.